0: First, let us say a blessing upon all who have entered here before us. You can see the sign of their passage by the worn place where their hand rested. This is the beginning of a poem called Blessing the Door by Jan Richardson. And it's a poem that talks about doorways and thresholds and passageways. I've been holding this poem close this past two weeks as I've been preparing for my ordination. And one of the reasons why I've been holding it close is it has reminded me of Grace Cathedral, where I was ordained on Friday. Grace Cathedral has a set of beautiful bronze doors on the west side of the cathedral that are occasionally opened and used for processions, particularly for special worship services. They're called the Garibaldi doors, and they're bronze molds cast from the doors of the baptistry from the cathedral in Florence. When they were first created, Michelangelo saw them and called them the doors of paradise. And they consist of eight different panels that go down the two sets of doors, and they depict foundational stories of the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures. And as they face out to the city below, up on Knob Hill, they seem to be this passageway or this threshold between the cathedral and the rest of the world. And on Friday afternoon, they were open. First, let us say a blessing upon all who have entered here before us on the door frame as they walk through, the smooth sill of the threshold as they crossed. Press your ear to the door for a moment before you enter and you will hear their voices murmuring words you cannot quite make out, but you know are full of welcome. I've been holding this poem with me as I've been preparing to preside with you for the first time this morning. I've been keenly aware that I am passing through a new threshold and one that I cannot go backwards through. As I have been praying and reflecting on my ordination, I've been trying to relate it to other experiences in my life, I think to try to find some common ground. And I've realized that perhaps it is similar to a few of those lifetime experiences that we have. When you are forever changed, you're never the same person that you were before. I personally have experienced some of the threshold experiences when I entered uh, my marriage. I was forever changed from an I to a we. I experienced again when I had my first child. I think once you become a parent, you can never not be a parent. I think the same thing applied to me when I graduated from college. And I realized I was never going to get to be that student again. And I think the same can apply to you when you have certain birthdays. You enter certain new decades, certain new chapters in your life. I think it also can happen when you lose a spouse or a parent or child a loved one in your life you're never the same person that you were before that tragedy it shapes who you are and you carry that experience with you for the rest of your life I've been thinking about all of this as I've been leading up to ordination on Friday and I've been reflecting back that most of my adult life I have worked in the church both as a volunteer and as a paid member of staff. I started as a Sunday school teacher when I was 16 years old. I think it was perhaps because I didn't really want to be in church. (laughs) And I started with a class of first graders. And as that class moved up each year, I moved up with them until I graduated from high school and headed off to college. When I was in college, I served on a bishops committee much like a vestry for a smaller church, and also on our search committee as we were searching for a new priest at our little mission church. And I applied for ordination when I was 21 years old in the Diocese of Los Angeles. And after interviewing with the diocesan committee for ordination, twice, conversations with my bishop, further spiritual direction, I was eventually told at 23 years old that I needed more life experience. So I went off with my life. I got married, I had children, but I never ventured too far from the church. I told myself that if I was not to be ordained, then God must have something else in mind for me. So over the next 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of my life, I served on the altar guild, I taught godly play, I led small groups. I graduated up into leading the Sunday School, working at the diocesan office, serving on staff here, and slowly finding my way back to that initial calling I had heard from God when I was 16 years old. I know my experience is like many others, wanderings as we listen to God in different chapters and iterations in our lifetime. And when we move to a new chapter, there's often a bit of grieving that occurs from what we're losing, particularly when we know we can't go backwards. And I think I've been feeling a bit of this as well the last two weeks, reflecting on the many blessed times I've experienced as a lay leader and the gifts that I've been able to offer. And now I've been given this new amazing gift of priestly ordination. I have the privilege of sharing the sacraments with you, And in a few moments, I will consecrate the bread and the wine and share God's gifts with you. And as life continues, I will be called to baptize our newest members, bury our beloveds, hear reconciliation, marry loved ones. And at each of these thresholds, there will be a new gift and a new way of sharing God's love to the world. And so I'm moving through this new threshold now and listening to the voices on the other side that are calling me into this new life, this new priestly life, this new way of being in the world. Let us say a blessing for all who have entered here before us. Those who wait for you know how the mark of a true blessing is that it will take you where you did not think to go. This is what our reading from Isaiah is speaking about today. New life, new changes, new ways of being in the world. Isaiah tells us that the world is changing in a way that will never be the same again. Valleys will be lifted up. Mountains and hills made low. Uneven ground made level. Rough places made plain. And although these changes may feel scary or foreign or unnerving to us, the prophet tells us, do not be afraid. God is here in these new places and new thresholds and new changes. Isaiah is very clear in his prophecy. He describes the people like grass or flowers that wither, but the voice of God is the constant in the great changes of that life is made up of, God is the forever, the part that never changes, never fades, never dies. God is our shepherd that will feed us and gather us together to protect us as we move forward. And Mark's gospel talks of these changes as well, but through the eyes of Jesus' new ministry and his baptism. As Jesus' baptism in the River Jordan, John the Baptist takes Jesus down into the darkness and the chaos of the water and then brings them back up into the light of day. That threshold and that movement from chaos into light occurs in our lives again and again and again. We struggle with new challenges and new obstacles And then we move through that threshold to a new way of living, that experience of resurrection. And like Jesus, we are not alone in that chaos. We are always with God. Nothing ever can separate us. That is what Advent does for us. The church has done this wonderful thing of setting aside time. Time in the new year of the church, time set aside from the secular world, time to reflect and pray and remember and change. (coughs) This time of Advent is our gift. (coughs) One that we can think about what thresholds might God be calling us to? What new ways? (coughs) Sorry. This time of Advent is our gift, one that we can think about what thresholds might God be calling us to and what new ways we are being called through. This season of Advent is a gift, a time given for us to anticipate the enormity of Jesus's birth. The divine coming to live with us. To feel our human joys and sorrows, gladness and grief. The moment that the world changed and would never be the same. When Jesus was born a tiny human baby and the divine came to be with us in human form. A threshold crossing that could never be undone. Once through this door, there will be more doors and more blessings more who watch and wait for you. (coughs) So lay your hand against the frame that those before you have touched. Place your feet where others have paused in the entryway. And by this word, the blessing is begun. Amen.